On today's news episode, we discuss Disney's Riviera Resort's new details and reservation openings, some things you can expect from Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration, and a rumor that Disney World's last nightclub may be in jeopardy. This is episode 162 of the Capture the Magic podcast. You can catch new episodes on this podcast channel every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You can find us on ctmpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter and can win a free t-shirt. Or just text ctmpodcast to 44222 to sign up as well. Don't forget to follow us on social media and catch us on our YouTube channel. This episode is brought to you by Capture the Magic Vacations. For all of your Disney World and Universal Studios vacation planning, head on over to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic. They take care of everything from hotel bookings and park tickets to fast pass planning and dining reservations. There is no charge to you for using their services, so be sure to request a quote with promo code CTMP to receive a free gift with your vacation booking. They are also looking for travel agents with experience and those with a passion for Disney. You can go to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic and complete a join our team request. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the news show. My name is Jamie Lee. And as always, I am joined by my husband, Mr. Jared Lee. Hello, Jared. Hey. How is it today with you? Uh, It's good. Mm -hmm. Just getting around because we're leaving tomorrow for Disney. So, yeah. A list of a thousand things. I have uh, 12 of them done. Probably, yeah, give or take. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what that means as far as a million things versus twelve. So, I'm just saying, out of the list of things I have to get done, I've only have very few of them done. So, will you sleep tonight? Well, at some point, yeah. <laughs> some, yeah, okay. I will at some point. Yes. Yeah, we we will be either probably on our way to Disney or already at Disney when you guys listen to this. So, you know, keep up with us on social media because we'll be posting stuff on. The Facebook group and Instagram, kind of throughout the trip this weekend. So. Actually, mostly the live stream stuff will be in Club Thirty Two. Yeah, they so will be. That's if you're true. not a member of Club Thirty Two, you might want to go do that. So go to ctmvip.com. Very good. <laughs> yes, that's our all awesome exclusive uh, capture the magic community club that we have, and uh, we, you should definitely sign up for um, to be a member of that because then you can catch us, like Jared said. Doing awesome stuff at Disney. Yeah. Because we only know how to be awesome at Disney. Am I right? And mustaches. <sighs> Gross. Apparently no mustaches. No mustaches. Apparently, apparently I'm told no. they're not allowed, so. Nope. Sorry. All right. And then if uh, if you happen to be in the Orlando area and you are a member of the group or, you know, you listen to the show, we are having a Capture the Magic community meetup at Caribbean Beach on saturday which is the 26th at four o'clock meeting in the banana cabana so if you'd like to meet up with us and chat and and uh, meet other members then you can do that so i just want to mention that the banana cabana the banana cabana that sounds like a nickname for well is my nickname i'm kidding i thought there's a joke in there but there's nothing there so So it's just a good name of a bar isn't it the bar yeah. yeah, it's the bar where it's like right, it's like near Sebastian's Bistro, and you can actually order like small plates off of that. That's yeah, okay, that's right. I remember. Yeah, and it looks really neat too. But yeah, I mean, we're excited because yeah. 
Caribbean uh, beach has obviously just been redone. So mm-hmm. definitely yes. excited to check all that out and, and uh, try all the foods and Festival of the Arts and all that jazz. Most definitely. Well, we've got a lot of news to talk about today, but before we get to those, we want to remind you to check out some of our other shows on the network. We've got Diz Dudes every Wednesday with Jeremy and Jared. And um, what did you do? At, what did you guys do yesterday? We did a keep it, fix it, or burn it again, but we did Dino Land. Oh, okay, okay. And then we talked about. I really, I almost positive I know what you guys. I would said. assume what most people, but we talked about some possibilities there. Put it that way. So. Oh, what could go in there instead? Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Very nice. Or, well, not to give it away, or we just want to keep it because it's perfect. It's the best Disney theming ever. I don't agree with that. Okay. Well, anyway, so check out that. And then also check out Main Street Magic every Tuesday and Friday. And I believe the Tuesday episode was about, was it a boathouse? I think it was a boathouse review. Did you say a boot or about? A boot. <laughs> I thought you were a Canadian boat. for a moment. You I, said it was a boot something. I, I am I am not Canadian and I didn't mean to say it a boot, but I said about oh, boathouse. About the boathouse. I, I think it was. Yeah. Anyway. They, um, Funny thing about Jamie, she's not from St. Louis, but she will sound like she's from St. Louis sometimes. He's mean. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> For before we go on, let's just address that, okay? So sometimes I can't say bag <laughs> like I'm from <laughs> Springfield, Missouri. I say bag. Big. Which makes no sense because it's like a it's kind of a St. Louis, Minnesota, upper like Midwest the first, yeah. kind of way to say. When we it. were dating and you started doing it, I'm like, Are you from St. Louis? And you're like, No. No. It was just one of bag. those things. Bag is the bag is the worst one. There's other words I say, and I, I I'm thinking it's because when I was in college, we had a lot of St. Louis um, residents come to Springfield because that's where I went to college, and I had a lot of friends that were from St. Louis, and I'm pretty sure that's where I picked it up because they said bag. I kind of need to become friends with Scottish people. I'd like to pick up that accent. Oh right, yeah. Well, can I can I move on from yes, this now? Sorry, great, sorry. great. And then also check out Trip Tales. That's once a month. We just had a new episode come out um, a couple days ago. And uh, the next one we come, will be coming out um, probably the first or second week of February. Um, because I already know who it is and we're going to record it very soon. So that one will be tip-top shape and come out sooner than the last one did. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, check you, that out. You have out. a good excuse being pregnant. That's that is kind of an excuse. It's more it's more or less of just like I was just I was yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. It's the baby. The baby's fault. Starting to say the last couple of days have been a little <laughs> rough on that end. So, yeah. I think you've got an okay excuse there. Uh, um but anyway, so and also check out um or I'm sorry, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review because we really appreciate those and they help us climb the charts like Jared likes to say. So, Okay, let's get to the news. Let's get, get get all this housekeeping stuff away. We're done with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, news, Jared. Let's go. First story. It's all about the Riviera Resort. Yep. Some new details released on restaurants, transportation, uh, and reservations for Disney's Riviera Resort. And there's a whole bunch of concept art in this article. That you and can we'll talk out. about them in a second. I don't think we will. Yes, we will. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says Disney's Riviera Resort is now accepting room only and package reservations for stays beginning December 16th, 2019. 
Uh, this new resort will be the 15th Disney Vacation Club Resort and will Im- uh, immerse guests in, quote, in the grandeur and enchantment of the European Riviera. Uh, the deluxe resort is slated to offer approx- approximately 300 family-friendly vacation homes, in- including deluxe studios, one- and two-bedroom villas, and grand villas that sleep up to 12 guests each. Uh, adding to these accommodations will be an all-new room category, Tower Studios, which sleep two guests each. Each tower studio will include a private balcony with scenic views and seating for two, offering couples a more intimate and modern setting. The deluxe studios, which sleep five, will also feature kitchenettes. One bedroom, two bedroom, and grand villas will feature fully equipped kitchens with dining space open uh, to a living room. Villas will also feature an in-suite luxury bathroom, including a freestanding soaking tub and walk-in shower, a private porch or balcony, and a laundry area with a washer and dryer. Uh, The artwork found throughout the resort will also have a nod to favorite Disney characters. And there's a new rooftop signature table service restaurant, which will be called Topolino's Terrace. Uh, Flavors of the Riviera. As Topolino is the Italian name for Mickey Mouse. The restaurant will feature authentic dishes infused with French and Italian flavors and will offer views of the nighttime fireworks spectaculars of Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Additionally, guests can begin their day with character dining at breakfast, uh, can visit Topolino's Terrace for Disney character dining inspired by the Riviera. Other dining options at the resort will include Le Petit Café, I think is how you say that, a lobby locale with coffee by day and wine bar by night, the new quick service location Primo Piatto is reminiscent of chic dining venues found along Riviera Promenades, uh, or Promenades. Sorry, this restaurant will be located near the Feature Pool and Bar Rivi- Riva. I think Riva. Riva, mm-hmm. uh, the resort's open-air pool bar. Uh, guests staying at Disney's Riviera Resort will also have a new way to travel to Epcot or to Hollywood Studios via the Disney Skyliner. And that will be operating uh, this fall. So in addition to the dedicated Skyliner station at Disney's Riviera Resort, the system will conveniently connect Disney's Hollywood Studios at Epcot to Disney's Art of Animation, Disney Pop Century, and Caribbean Beach Resort. First of all, I want to say good job in pronouncing some of those names. Listen, <laughs> I'm classy and I know what I'm kidding. The only thing you missed, which I found funny, was it's en suite. Not in suite, but en suite. Well, and that's not even like a hard one. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> okay. It's in sweet. Or it's fact. Um, so yeah, very exciting. A lot of these pictures on um, this article or that Disney released shows you um, the grounds, kind of like what the pool looks like, what the exterior of the building looks like, um, the what the the one and two bedroom, like, or sorry, it's a one bedroom kind of layout the restaurant and then the lobby area um but i want to i want to talk about i want to talk about these tower studios yeah that's interesting so the tower studios they said it's all new room category only sleeps two people um in the in the picture you can see kind of just a limited amount just like one area of this room they don't show you the bathroom they don't show you anything else just where the bed is it's basically a Murphy bed, right? Or is it a it's a pullout? It's a Murphy bed. The Murphy bed? Okay. Yeah. So it folds up, you know, up, or it goes up to the wall and there's a couch right in front of the Murphy bed. It's weird. Like I I understand what they're going for, but it seems 
kind of cramped a little bit well, according to the floor plans that we saw yeah and i like the the way they said it is more of an intimate um <laughs> atmosphere i'm like well, it will be intimate because it's very small um yeah, yeah it, it's like if you've ever seen the murphy beds in pop century it's similar to that but this is instead of the table that's attached to those this is like a couch so i don't know it, it shows here i'm sure you take the cushions off and it just folds right into it i, I believe so yeah so that honestly the way it's set up it's kind of clever. It's kind. Of, it's very clever, and I'm not surprised because once Disney kind of figured that with the Murphy beds, you almost knew they were going to start doing more stuff with this because it just allows them to utilize space a little bit better. Right. Uh, but right. you know, that being the only way to do it. The nice thing about this is, if people are wondering, when we stayed at Pop Century back in September, I slept typically in the Murphy bed, and it was just as comfortable as the normal Disney beds. So it's not you're not sacrificing any term. You know, any way of like the comfort of the bed right. it's still really good so that's right. something that's good because a lot of times on pull outs and stuff people those beds aren't always the best but this is actually still pretty good so but the fact that you can only have two people in this room is 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 interesting because these rooms are priced really high well i think they did this I don't know. to be able to say the entry price is x to be able to come uh-huh. in at a little bit lower yep. even though it's like well it, you know, not a bait and switch, but it's like our lowest price model is this, but the one you'll probably end up wanting is twice as much or something like that. It's just interesting how, like you said, this can be the base price. Right. I think they said starting at three thirty-five a night or something. I think that was what they... I mean, and these are the lowest they're going to be. This is not right. probably what you're going to be able to book it for. Uh, Jeremy, he did some research and he, sa- he saw that um, with tax... The first night they're open, December sixteenth, with tax, these rooms are seven seventy five a night. That's not cheap. That is. <laughs> that is, and that's just for two people. So forget families. You know, it's just it's couples or you know friends yeah. or whatever. So, you know. Well, and you got to think too. This is a this is a fairly small resort. It's only three hundred rooms. Right. It is. It so is smaller. this mm-hmm. is going to be um, pricey, and mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons is they know. If they come in too cheap on that, the demand's going to be super high. So given the price point, we'll see how well it books up. But um, we've seen Disney go this route of going super high end. And, and, you know, this also makes me think once they do the Star Wars Hotel, it's not going to be cheaper than this. So that's something to keep in mind, too. And that's about the same Mm -hmm. amount of occupancy that one will have as well. I think it's around 300. So... So, yeah. So, I mean, we kind of see the way they're going about this. Like, Caribbean Beach is essentially almost a new resort. Coronado Springs yeah. is almost going to be a new resort. I mean, they're redoing it, but it's mm-hmm. they're almost essentially, you know, new resorts that are... Coronado more... is almost completely different. Yes. Like, it really is. So, it's interesting to see this, and, and we'll see what they do with what's going to be called Reflections, but it, that one also seems to be probably in the higher end as well, would be my guess. Let me ask you something. Let and me I, And I know and we answer. talked about this before, but I want to make sure that we're on the same page because I think we are. Okay. I don't know why I am <laughs> so smart. Oh, sorry. I was saying, go ahead. Okay. So, Riviera Resort and Caribbean Beach are very close together. They both have serviced the same Skyliner stop, basically. Yes. And they both have that and they have the buses. Yes, Riviera has, you know, more dining options and, you know, it's as a deluxe resort, it's a little bit more upscale. Understandable. However, 
If you had the choice between staying in a tower suite for, let's say, average price is $500 a night, which I can see that, versus staying at Caribbean Beach for, let's say, $250 a night, you're, you're almost at the, sa- the same kind of location. You could literally just walk over to Riviera if you wanted to experience some of the amenities, like the restaurants and the... Um, uh, the rooftop access and the and the character meals and all that stuff. Which would you choose? <laughs> uh, you know, without having seen the Riviera, it's hard to really say. But, okay, but given if, if price was your main sticker, right. which it is for a lot of people, to me, the 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 size of those rooms being that small at that price, I would much rather have more space at a less cost. That in Caribbean Beach is not a bad hotel. So it's not like right. you're going from you're talking about Riviera in between a pop century room, um, right? Right. For me, I would probably choose Caribbean Beach, uh, but yeah. again, I, I'm you would think that the Riviera stuff would just be so nice that it's just you know maybe yeah. it's super high end stuff in there. You know, I know with the Universal hotels, they do a lot of um, like when we stayed at the Ari in Vegas, that whole room was controlled by an iPad, and you walk in and the curtains. Like, that was one of the coolest experiences ever. We walk into the room, and the curtains, like, it senses when you walked in, and the curtains opened automatically, and it showed you the strip and stuff like that. That was so cool. Um, so if it does stuff like this, it, at this high end, I would hope it does. That that would be something that's it's an experience that... Well, Universal is starting to do that's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Universal is doing that. So I wonder if, if Disney is going to be implementing these things. I haven't heard, but... Um, you know, it's hard to say again since it's not open yet and all that stuff like that. But just off a of price alone, in this in the size of the rooms, I would probably choose Kirby Beach. And here's something else too: people have been talking about they haven't released um, points yet, like um, being able to rent points through DVC with this yet. I think that comes soon. People are kind of guessing how much it'll be, how many points it'll be per night, like starting out for these tower studios. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, just kind of thinking about like bouncing off other people say, I think it's going to be more than Boardwalk, but less than some of the other ones. Like, I think it'll be more than Boardwalk. It's not going to be like a value room at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Those are like super low. This is, it's a new brand new hotel and they have seemed to price it like it is higher up you know i i don't know i don't know how it'll be for you know the one the one bedrooms the other studios are gonna be quite a bit more but that just comes with the new hotel i'm just kind of thinking out loud but dvc will be a different story because you might be able to get a better deal through dvc if you rent points versus paying cash for the rooms right i'm saying this is an all dvc resort there are no there's not like a separate area kind of like the polynesian has yeah. Well, and has. something to keep in mind, too. We've talked about what Universal is doing with their hotels is opening the brand new um, values that are really, really nice for really, really cheap. The, Disney could be saying, going the other way and saying, okay, we're going to go super, super high end, not as many rooms, but we're going to sell you on the experience. Um, this could be Disney's sort of like their values and stuff are still there. We'll still offer that, but we're going to also offer these super high end experiences, um, you know, and go after that audience. So they, it, this could be kind of part of their i don't know be answer but they're kind of thinking and obviously they're going more high end if you look at disney springs and a lot of things so you know we'll see as the other stuff opens up where it gets priced at but i wouldn't be surprised we start seeing everything come in 
you know, I, I, Grand will probably the Grand Floridian will probably still be the highest priced one, but other stuff will fall between it and the Boardwalk would be my guess. Yeah, I yeah. could I could see that being what it is, but yeah. Okay, sorry to take so much time on that. I just yeah, I was well, very you should be. I was very interested in it. Okay, moving on to the next story. Um, this one is about. Well, I, before we go on, oh, are you? Okay. Do you think the resort as a whole like looks really good? Like, are you excited to check it out and see it? Based on the pictures, I will be interested to see how it is in person. Let's just say that. I mean, the pool looks cool. Pool looks cool. You know, yep. it, it's anytime a new resort opens, it's exciting because it hasn't happened in a while. I'm totally gonna reserve complete judgment on this until I see it because I didn't like Pandora before it opened, and it's beautiful. So, right, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna do that again. So, yeah. Um, but okay, well, so we'll move on to the next story. And this is, um, we're not going to read it all about it, but we'll just kind of announce it that the Incredibles area, Incredible Celebration has opened at Hollywood Studios. So they have stuff like the Super Shindig, which is like a dance party with all the characters and everything is decorated in Pixar Place, like here in Munisburg. And it's, it's very interactive, starts at 1030 every morning. And I'm not sure how long this is going on for. I'm thinking for a while until people get tired of it. <laughs> I think it says here, it says through September 30th. This, oh, okay. Sorry. September 30th then. So there's a couple pictures on here if you want to take a look at what you can do. They didn't do a lot with this area as far as, I mean, it still looks like Pixar Place, but they just threw up some posters. I mean, it's something for, you know, especially it's definitely something to do. Yeah, yeah. Kids to do and stuff like that. So, and it can be something new that they're offering so yeah. that they can say. That. And it's an area close to Toy Story Land where people can go if Toy Story Land is really busy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Very true. Um, that's telling though. I have to think. I just thought about this until September 30th, which means once that's closed, is that going to be like another entrance to galaxy's edge i almost think it is going it almost has to be galaxy's edge is right there in front of it so i'm pretty sure that's why this is you know it's something there temporarily and then i and we've got another story talking about possible opening dates for that but i still think it's online for later in the year but it gives them time to prep this area for whatever i think that's the reason a lot of this stuff you look at the pictures is rather sparse and what they did because all this stuff's going to come down right that makes sense Okay, moving on to the next story. We've got some um, some awesome eats and treats for Mickey and Minnie's celebration. Surprise celebration. Yep, it says it's time to have a good time at Magic Kingdom Park. It, I love when you read these from Disney. <laughs> it's time to have a good time. I love when they say time to have a good time as if like you normally don't have a good time. Sure. Guys, it's time to have a good time when you're Magic Kingdom. <laughs> um, with Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration. Uh, we're honoring the true originals with new entertainment, merchandise, and of course, food. Throughout the year, we'll have an array of specialty food, beverage, and novelty offerings inspired by Mickey and Minnie, and you never know what you might find. The items listed below will all start today, and this was put out on January 18th, so, so be sure to come and try them out before they're gone. They have a uh, Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe burger, and it's a Mickey burger. Uh, it says the Mickey Burger's back. It's an Angus burger that comes with macaroni and cheese, American cheese, cheese sauce, flaming hot cheese dust, and bacon serving served on a Mickey Mouse bun. Uh, this actually looks really good. Oh, throw up. No. I actually oh. want to try this. Go ahead. I like macaroni <laughs> and cheese, and I like it on burgers, so I may try that. Oh, 
Uh, over at the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor, you can find a mic, uh, mini kitchen sink. This fun novelty item comes filled with two hand scoops of ice cream topped with whipped cream, cherries, and your choice of hot fudge, peanut butter, or caramel. And it, it's got a cute little, it looks like a mini dress kind of that it's sitting in, sort of. But I think it technically has, it looks like a sink, does it not? There's just something on the, I can't tell from this picture, but I want to um, say it might have something that looks like an actual sink. Not really, no. Well, this looks then. like her dress. Never mind then. Yeah, you were wrong about that. I still think I'm right. All right. Uh, then head on over to Gaston's Tavern in Fantasyland to sip on the Now and Forever Slush, a sparkling cider slush served in a champagne flute garnished with a white chocolate dipped strawberry featuring Mickey and Minnie. And it says this will be available through the end of February. Uh, if you're at the Crystal Palace, uh, Jungle uh, Navigation Company Sk- Skipper Canteen or Tony's Town Square, you can add a sweet ending to your meal with a True Love Cheesecake available through or excuse me February 15th and this strawberry vanilla marble cheesecake comes with raspberry puree whipped cream and a Mickey and Minnie chocolate piece looks very small I will say that yeah it does look tiny like really small um and then it also says here everyone's favorite pal is also back and he's wearing his birthday hat the Mickey sipper and birthday hat novelty straw will be returning and available at various quick service restaurants throughout the park and it says only available while supplies last. And that will go probably pretty quick. Disney knows what they're doing with these things too. It's the same thing mm-hmm. they did with the the alien things with Toy Story Land. And the, Which are back. Yeah, with the, the popcorn way. buckets. But um, yeah, th- I mean, I, it doesn't list prices on any of this stuff. So we don't know how much it is. No, but. I think the sipper is $10, I want to say. It's cheaper than I figured it would be. Yeah. You can get it without the, I think the $10 is without anything in it. I think if you get a drink, it's more. I'm not sure, though. It's 30 with a drink. I can report back because we'll be there soon. Yes. Um. Yeah, I like all this stuff. I think this is a cute idea. And this runs until, I think, September. Again, September. Everything seems to end in September. Um, I wonder why. So, I don't know. <laughs> um. But, yeah, so that's exciting. But, uh, okay, so the next story has to do with more um, Mickey and Minnie surprise celebration stuff so go ahead uh there's some surprise some surprise character meet and greets in town square as part of this celebration and um says character appearances in town square got a shake up as part of mickey and minnie's surprise celebration and with pluto now moving over to the big top in Fantasyland, where he meets with daisy uh, the flagpole location is now going to have a surprise character uh, is going to have surprise character appearances uh when this was written um i believe it was four days ago mm-hmm. Um, it says uh, Nick and Judy are now appearing, but according to cast members in Town Square, they expect to see Remy and Emily. Is that right? I think Emily. I think I didn't. Emil, I never I saw Ratatouille. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Remy and Emily and Robin Hood and Friar Tuck, Sheriff and Prince John and Gideon and Foul Fellow and more. The lineup won't be announced ahead of time, so it's going to be just different ones probably every single day. Yeah. So yeah, that's and that's kinda, yeah. Well, that's what they've been doing. Yeah, I mean. First off, it's, you know, a unique, neat thing. But again, it's another thing that I think Disney looks at and says this will absorb a ton of people. The character meet and greets. Yeah, because yeah. you're going to walk in and see characters that you're not going to normally be able to see. And it's just going to right off the bat absorb some people. Yeah. I could t- yeah. totally see that being the case. Yeah. Because there's no fast passes for meet and greets. Yeah. And what they did was they moved Minnie over to meet with Mickey. 
So Mickey used to be by himself at Town Square Theater. Now he and Minnie have their own special surprise celebration outfits. And you can meet them together, which is really cool because the only other place... Let's see. I know you can meet them together at Hollywood Studios. Um, but I don't recall... I guess you can meet them other places too. But um, this is special outfits that they have and then Pluto moved so this just gives a little opening for a new character meet and greet so I like that it's surprising though yeah it's kind of neat so get a little little um, anticipation every day although I'm sure you'll be able to check Twitter and other places to know what's there for the day I haven't checked for today yet but yeah yeah okay uh next story um about someone leaving Pixar uh Toy Story 3 and Coco director Lee Unkrich, I think. I'm not really sure. I'm <laughs> bad at pronouncing names sometimes. Uh, is leaving Pixar after 25 years. Um, says the move marks an end of an era. Um, the move, let's see, it marks the end of era as he's been at the Emeryville, California-based studio for 25 years, joining the company when it was making its inaugural feature, Toy Story, on which he served as an editor. He then went on to co-direct some of the company's early outings, which are now considered classics, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., and Finding Nemo, before taking the reins solo with a billion-dollar grossing Toy Story 3. On Friday, the filmmaker informed Pixar employees of his decision. Uh, he says, quote, I'm not leaving to make films at another studio. Instead, I look forward to spending much-needed time with my family and pursuing interests that have been long, excuse me, have long been backburned. Uh, said Uncritch, he's 51 years old, and this is a statement he made to Hollywood Reporter. Uh, he later tweeted, uh, he sent a message to his colleagues at Pixar, it is impossible for me to adequately express how epic this 25-year journey has been and how much it is meant to work alongside such fantastic people and phenomenal talents. Uh, he wrote, many of you are like family to me and it's nearly incomprehensible to imagine no longer being here at Pixar with you. Sources say the de- departure is amicable with Uncritch uh, leaving on a high note. Coco made over $807 million worldwide and won the Best Animated Feature Academy Award at the 2018 Oscar ceremonies. He is said not to have started any new projects. That's all you have to read. Yeah. There's more on the article that you guys can read if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pixar's changing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a very interesting thing. He doesn't, doesn't seem, he just says he, you know, he doesn't seem he has any other offers. He's not doing anything else. He just, he says it's for family reasons, but. And maybe it is. And maybe he just, you know, in 25 years, he's done a lot of stuff. And, yeah, you know, there's there's things that are more important than making movies all the time. So maybe he just decided to to step back. But I'm, I would I would assume a guy talented like that will be back doing something eventually. I agree. I think this is just a temporary thing. And he's looking at other ways to be creative. Yeah. Maybe yeah. start his own studio. Yeah. Eventually. I mean, it makes you wonder about if stuff's going on at Pixar that, people just aren't really super happy with because there is <laughs> there is some shakeup going on over there so because who are the new ceos again lee jennifer lee and i forgot his uh Doc, pete doctor yes but yes. are they i don't think it's ceo i think it's like executive producers oh, okay i believe no, but it's like well not whatever it it's, what, it's whatever um presidents maybe presidents. no but it's whatever his what's his face was doing they split it into two jobs um uh what's his name gosh oh my gosh i forgot um <laughs> oh my i can't remember oh this is terrible um it's not andrew stanton nope not andrew stanton um john lassiter john lassiter dang i knew it was i could whatever it had a brain i part. can i can blame pregnancy brain i blame <laughs> you for 
giving it to me. Um, yeah, it, they split his job into two, and you know, it, it could be that they're not happy with the direction, the some of the stuff that's going or what's coming down or things. So, um, yeah. I guess yeah. I mean, eventually we might know we're here, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, moving on. Talking uh, about the Oscar nominations. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Disney received 17 Oscar nominations, if you care about those sort of things. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has revealed the nominees for the 91st annual Oscars. Disney releases earned uh, a combined total of 17 Oscar nominations in all, including four nominations for Mary Poppins Returns, along with nods for both Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet as the best animated feature film. The awards will be presented on Sunday, February 24th on ABC. And the list is... So, one that was surprising to me... Well, I shouldn't say surprising. I... It's an odd one. Is Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Black Panther's but, a good movie, but... But the reason that's odd is because it was not nominated for Best Director, Actor, Actress, Writing. Yeah. Anything like that. Had um, Best Song and Production Design and Sound Editing. It has those... Which is what you normally will see. But like in, Titanic had 13 nominations. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I think <laughs> the reason they did this is a lot of flack the Oscars have gotten is they, they keep nominating movies that nobody has seen and nobody's interested in seeing. Yeah. So they're trying to get back to this whole thing that people like. And um, yeah, I, I, you know. I mean, it's a good movie. I yeah, just it yeah. never struck me as a movie that I was like, "Oh, this is this is Oscar this is Oscar best picture nominated movie." But and read the other what um, some of the other ones are. Animated feature film is Incredibles two. Ralph breaks the internet. Um, I haven't seen Incredibles two. Ralph breaks the internet was meh. I think it was it was, it was good. I it wouldn't was, say it was. Great. It wasn't good as the first one. Right. Uh, costume design: Black Panther uh, and Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, original score: Black Panther and Mary Poppins Returns. Um, let's see. Original song, again, Black Panther, Mary Poppins Returns. Production design, Mary Poppins Returns, Black Panther. <laughs> Short film, Bow. Sound editing, Black Panther. Sound mixing, Black Panther. And visual effects, Infinity War, Christopher Robin, and a Star Wars story. Yay, Avengers got one. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't pay attention much in this in this realm. So I know you don't. It's know. interesting to me, but... I thought I just thought it was interesting the way that that played out with the Black Panther nomination. Just the fact that not even the director got a nod. Yeah, normally you'll see the best picture so. get uh, the director and or one or two of the actors or actresses. Although the last decade has been different with that. Sometimes they'll give it best picture, but best director is not the same. They didn't used to be like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, moving on. Uh, we got some dining events and more. At Disney Springs. Yeah, so celebrate 2019 with dining events, a buzz pops, and more at Disney Spring restaurants. Uh, says, as January comes to a close, it's time to start really getting into the groove of 2019. Uh, while the four Walt Disney World theme parks have begun celebrating 90 years of Mickey Mouse, the International Festival of the Arts, and 30 years of Disney's Hollywood Studios, and the 25th anniversary of The Lion King, Disney Springs is kicking into high gear with some special food offerings and dining events. Uh, Terralina Crafted Italian will be hosting its first wine dinner of the year on Wednesday, January 23rd, where guests will be treated to an exclusive four-course dinner paired with expert wines. The event costs $75 per guest, and additional details for the event can be found 
uh, on a link on this article here. Uh, also taking place at Terralina is a special Valentine's Day dinner. While this event obviously won't take place until February 14th, guests can start planning now for a special dinner at $100 per couple. That's actually not terribly priced. I've seen worse. Um, at Victorian Alberts. Well, true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I've seen it worse even here in town. I've seen some places oh, that are like $75 yeah. per person. Because of the, the holiday, yeah. Yeah. Um, you mean the made-up holiday that... Yes, that Jared. Greeting card company made up. Yes, uh, The meal includes a bottle of sparkling La Dolce Colleen Rose Spumante. Uh, that's we all, are fancy. That is all made up <laughs> nonsense. That's not a real thing. I just want to put that out there. Uh, it's <laughs> a, you tried. It says it's a refreshing, a refreshing bubbly drink to celebrate the special occasion, or just get a Coke Zero. Oh, it's also bubbly. Okay. That you can use to celebrate. Uh, next door at Paddlefish, executive chef Steve Richard is spilling some secrets behind popular dishes served at the restaurant. During the seafood secrets cooking class, which takes place on January 25th, guests will be able to attend a rooftop cooking class for just $60 per guest. And uh, it's got some pictures of what I guess he'll be sharing. Um, and so if cooking's not your thing, then maybe relax with uh, a nice glass or two of wine. Uh, on Tuesday of each month, Paddlefish will be continuing their rooftop wine experience, which allows guests to try various elegant wines selected by a team of sommeliers. February's event will focus on wines of Napa, but uh, no two events will be the same. As in March, the event will focus on wines of Burgundy. Registration and additional information can be found on a link on this page. I'm not going to read that part. Take that out. Sorry. Uh, it says, last but not least, Paddlefish get once guests to know that Buzz Pop cocktails are still being offered. These delicious alcoholic push pops come in a variety of flavors and offer guests 21 and over a fun way to revisit a nostalgic treat from Hollywood and get drunk. I'm kidding. I added that part. <laughs> uh, so there's some stuff going on at Disney Springs if you like to consume in the alcoholic beverages. If you like to drink or get a lot of food. Yes. If you're a foodie. Yes. This is making me hungry. I, I was I'm already hungry as it is, but I can I can honestly say I'm not a fantasy person. So the wine stuff, um, a sommelier could tell me about all these wines, and I would it would be lost on me. Like, uh, what? <laughs> well, I, w- I would listen to him, and I go, "That sounds fantastic. I'll take your cheapest because <laughs> it's all gonna yep. taste the same to me." <laughs> I've I've had people who are into wine trying like try this and then try this one like it. I don't know. It tastes the same. I'm sorry. If I could, if I could use you to, to explain you to someone, I'd be like, well, one, he's not fancy. <laughs> That'd be one way to describe you. I'm not fancy. Not fancy. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I am uh, who I am. I know, Jer- you yes. know what? Jeremy's into the food and the wine stuff. They can, that's why we have other personalities on this True. network. True. Like they, they're the, they're the experts. We are definitely not. At least on the, oh, you're talking about the food. I'm talking about the food. Yeah. Yeah. Mind what you're talking about. Talking about the food people. Talking about the food. I'm, I can tell you a lot of stuff about beards. Beards. Working out. Right. Other things. Disney related. <laughs> Other <people>. things <laughs> of that nature. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to the last of the news stories. We've got um, another expansion in Shanghai. Yeah, apparently, they get all the cool stuff. Uh, there's a Zootopia-themed land that has been announced for Shanghai Disneyland. Um it says, marking the second major expansion since the resort opened in 2016. How is that even a thing? That thing opened in 2016. They're already getting two major expansions? Um, I believe it wasn't making enough money or something. And they so needed... put more money into it? That's what Disney does. <laughs> I don't know. I'm that. 
I'm just saying. Yeah. I can do some stuff. Just come get me, Bob. Just read the story, dude. Anyways. Uh, based on the Walt Disney Animation Studios hit animated movie, this exciting development will be the park's eighth themed land and first ever Zootopia themed land at any Disney park. Guests will be invited to experience the Mammalian. Is that how you say that? Mammalian metropolis of Zootopia. That's a weird M- word. Mammalian? I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's made up. Uh, where anyone can be anything. With a new major attraction that will seamlessly blend Disney storytelling and state-of-the-art technology to bring this fan-favorite movie and its characters to life, including Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde. And entertainment, merchandise, and food and beverage offerings will invite guests to fully immerse themselves in this Academy Award-winning movie. Uh, The development of the world's first Zootopia-themed land follows the huge success of Zootopia animated movie globally, particularly in China, where it broke box office records to become the country's number one animated feature film in history. And there it is. That's, that's why it's going in that's Shanghai, interesting not that, Disney that, World. That movie did that in China. I don't know why. I mean, like, I don't know. That's just why. a movie I wouldn't have, like, I just wouldn't assume would do super well there. But, I mean, obviously it did. So Right. You know, I have seen Zootopia, but only in pieces. So I know what it's about, but I don't remember <laughs> everything. Yeah, it's not Sorry. my, I mean... It's not my favorite Disney movie by any stretch. Until the little one gets into it, I don't think I'll watch it again. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, they get everything. We get nothing. Well, I mean, we're getting stuff. I mean, I guess. I'm totally joking. I'm just being silly. Uh, Okay. That's it for the news stories. We're going to move on to rumors. First one is about maybe Disney's last nightclub going away. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I didn't like nightclubs when I went to nightclubs. I never did, so. <laughs> never never been a huge fan, but mm-hmm. uh, it says, After years of speculation, Disney World's last remaining nightclub might be finally closing. And it says, With, a, with the Rick's Lounge at Coronado Springs becoming a full-service restaurant and the still sorely missed Pleasure Island District all but a distant memory, the final nightclub at Disney World is the often overlooked Atlantic Dance Hall. This large club, also known as the Atlantic Dance Club, has been a staple of the boardwalk since it opened in 1996. Over the years, nearly every other aspect of the boardwalk's quarter-mile-long commercial strip has seen updates, but the Atlantic Dance Hall sits nearly untouched. In 2008, when Pleasure Island's closure happened, rumors ran rampant that uh, the dance hall was also closing. However, it remained opened. Uh, Five years ago, reports of its closing heated up again, but proved to be false. Now rumors are back, and this time they're looking much more real. Famed nightclub enthusiast King King Bob (laughs) is reporting uh, on his Save Pleasure Island blog that the Atlantic Dance Hall may close this year. By the way, King Bob is Minions. King Bob! That's right. And this guy clearly has has a gold chain. Clearly. Um, according to King Bob, multiple sources have confirmed that there is internal talk at Disney World of an upcoming change slated for Atlantic Dance Hall. If the Save Pleasure Island blog rumor is correct, Disney has finally ended a long-standing contract with the Swan and Dolphin hotels that require a nightclub near those third-party hotels. The Swan and Dolphin serve a large convention crowd who desire evening entertainment such as nightclubs. The contract was supposedly set to expire in 2014, Bose extended to 2018. Uh, this would give credence to the previous rumors regarding the closing since this, since they seem to line up with this timeline. 
This non-public contract was the focus of many discussions after the closure of Pleasure Island when the Atlantic Dance Club became the only Disney-operated nightclub on property. The update of the contract might have been part of the discussions surrounding the new hotel tower that Swan and Dolphin announced last, last year. That 350-room hotel tower will include multiple lounges and dining options along with the ones in the two pre-existing hotels, all of which have been updated in recent years. In the, if the current speculation is correct, the Atlantic Dance Hall will remain as a special event space after some remodeling and a possible rebranding. It's no secret that the club, which Disney rarely advertises or promoted, got small crowds most nights. With the nightclub closed, the venue could also now be marketed as a convention space, and an expansion of the nearby convention center at the Yacht and Beach Club wrapped up just a few months ago. Disney is supposedly hoping to shift more conventions to this Epcot Resort area and away from the convention centers near the Magic Kingdom, where the property would be better suited as new timeshare or hotel rooms. There are multiple rumors claiming Disney will close the convention centers at the Grand Floridian and the Contemporary Resorts in the coming years, with a new hotel or timeshare units replacing them. Disney is also reportedly considering using the theaters at Hollywood Studios for special events less in the future. One of the more particular spaces within that park, the Great Movie Ride sets, were removed last year ahead of a new Mickey's uh, Mickey Mouse-themed attraction that will open later this year. Another favorite venue space, the Universe of Energy in Epcot, was also closed. Neither of the new attractions will likely offer the after-hours event space the previous attractions were able to provide. The Atlantic Dance Hall venue could be a nearby alternative for groups who had previously used those spaces for special events. As of now, Disney has yet to confirm any updates uh, headed to the Atlantic Dance Hall or changes in the rental availability of the space. Yeah. You uh, you sad about this? Uh, considering if it's, if it's true. I've never been, no. I mean, I'm more perplexed that there are um, nightclub enthusiasts. Right. I know you're you're obsessed with that. And there's a guy that calls um, himself King Bob. Right. Um, I I mean, I, I wouldn't miss it because I don't think I've ever been either. Um, well, I think I was 12 <laughs> when it opened. Yeah, I, it seems that the timeline makes sense. I mean, Disney obviously wants this convention crowd because it's money. But I do think what they're talking about later in the article, like moving the convention crowds away from Magic Kingdom is a good thing. And moving yeah. it more toward yeah. the Epcot area. That seems to be a better fit for all that. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact of uh, my brother's wife, we're going in April because of the convention thing they're having. They would hold those spaces like I think they had where they wrote star tours as much as they wanted at Hollywood Studios. So they do do these things, but I think they're trying to move it out of the parks because as they do new things, like they're not going to want to wrap up, you know, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway and Guardians of the Galaxy with after hours events because these rides are going to be so popular. They're not going to want to do that, I'm sure. So it yeah. makes sense to shift all this stuff. And it makes sense if the contract stated they needed a nightclub there for the convention people that Disney would then say, okay, you guys can build a new tower and put in some dining stuff in there to get, you know, do something with this space. Cause I'm sure Disney's just, it's just sitting there. I think it'd be a cool, um, uh, option or a location for wedding receptions. Yeah. I mean, it could be a cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you got conventions coming in, it could be a good space to do the, I know they always have those mixers and all that stuff. So yeah, that seemed, I mean, the boardwalk would be a good place for that anyways. And this seems like it would be a decent fit for that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not sad about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did go. So yeah. Uh, okay. So let's move on to the last rumor. Now this was said on, um, the Disney dish podcast. 
Jim Hill, he very cautiously says that Galaxy's Edge may open in October. I think that's possible, but I think what he might be referring to is... The previews? Yes, the previews. Because I still don't think... They're going to have to have previews for this. 100%. Tons of previews. Tons. <laughs> Media, all kinds of stuff. Cast so, members. Yeah, it would make yeah. sense if they would start this in October. Because that gives them October, November, and even part of December. Because this is going to be the most anticipated preview thing they've ever done. I mean, it's going to make Pandora look like it was just nobody cared. Now, if, if any of you remember out there, I think Pandora had three weeks... From previews to opening, like opening day. Is that right? Yeah. I think it's clo- it was close and to And there was none for Toy Story Land. They did <laughs> <Right>. stuff <laughs> after the fact, retroactively. <laughs> right. So, you know, hopefully this means they're on time or ahead of schedule. But I would assume they're going to give themselves plenty of room and time for the previews. Because <laughs> plenty of people are going to want them. Uh, they're going to be inundated with all this stuff. So giving themselves that extra time to do it. I could see them doing it. I would be shocked if Galaxy's Edge actually opens to the public in October. Yeah. Now, the argument, yeah. too, also, and I understand the argument of opening Galaxy's Edge at Christmas time when it's already oh crowded yeah. seems a bit insane. It does. I, I, I've always thought that timeline was interesting, but not that they wouldn't do it, but... I don't know. Maybe they're ahead of schedule or to the point where they could, which means the previews would run into, you know, July, mm-hmm. August, September. Uh, but, I mean, technically that would be fall. Yeah, they've, they've would said be. Fall, they've said later fall most of the time. But, um, yeah, I would think it's talking about the previews, but, you know, it could be opening closer to that. Yeah. Maybe they start previews maybe end of October. Go all the way through to November and then eventually open in December. I mean, that's plausible. Yeah. And one of the reasons I I still think the December thing makes some sense is because the new Star Wars movie will be opening in December. Yeah. So it can coincide with that. But at the same time, too, if Galaxy's Edge is open, they can promote it inside that park, even if it were to open in October. But obviously, we'll see sometime rather shortly this year. But Yeah, we know Disneyland's version of galaxy's edge is opening well according to bob Iger, in june so it see it, it, you know if all these rumors or these this this talk is correct it seems like everything's opening sooner than we all thought because i thought it was going to be december for galaxy's edge and august for um disneyland's galaxy's edge and it seems like maybe it'll be october and june well and again these are easy wins for disney because you can under promise and over deliver you know you can yeah. sit there and say oh it's opening months ahead of schedule people are going to be thrilled and happy instead of D- disney has always been criticized for their construction taking way too long you look at pandora and how long that took and a lot of stuff you know obviously that was part of his you know working with james cameron and stuff like that but disney's always notoriously kind of strung out construction spreading cost out and stuff like that so i think this would be a good PR move to make things seem ahead of schedule and and not taking so long as what people are used to. Curious. When do you think they'll actually announce the opening date? Because I know there are a lot of people waiting to make reservations because some people really want to be their opening day or, you know, close to it. And there's some people that want to avoid it like the plague. So 
they've got to put that information out like soon, right? Or are they just going to wait until the summer? I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess they might not even know if they're running behind or. I mean, I'm sure they schedule. know if they're running behind or not. It's um, still so far away. You yeah, know, there's still so many months before. Uh, I think Disneyland. I would assume you'll start hearing around March. Would be my guess. That's what I was thinking from for Disneyland. Yeah. Disney World. Um, I'm telling you, summer. I would think May or June. You would start having, even if it's not opening till late December, you'd have to start hearing then so people can make accommodations. That, that's my whole point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, so now if it's opening earlier, we may see it. We could see a Disneyland and Disney World announcement kind of at the same time. Because if they did a March announcement and it's opening in October, that timeline would make up too. And people tend to plan longer trips to Disney World because you've got the, you know, fast passes and all this stuff. So they can give shorter notice at Disneyland than they really could at Disney World. So both of these announcements could come at the same time. Well, we will see. Hopefully, we find out soon. But if we don't, then we'll just have to roll with it because it's Disney, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not much to do. I will be very curious to see how the previews go, how they do it. Yeah. Who the? I, I still think that there's, you know, one of the reasons I, I wouldn't be surprised, again, that it is later in December when it opens is because you've got the blackout dates for a lot of those lower-tiered APs. And they are yeah. concerned about people coming in. So there's a lot of reasons I could see it being December for logistics and timing. Um, but, you know, we'll see who's restricted if they open it up to all EPs or if it's just going to be like Platinum, Platinum Plus. You know, see what they do. If it's going to be paid. Yeah. I could see I could see that being I the case know. as well. I could see be. Platinum and Platinum Plus being able to do a free one. And then other people, if you're not that, you can pay to go do it. I never thought about that, but I... I bet you're right. I bet they, yeah. I mean, I, it's a feasible thing. I could see that. Pay anything they want. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're taking care of their high-end APs and, you know, the other people, it may be you, only APs of other things can pay to do it, but you still have to pay. So, I don't know. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. All right. Well, that's it for the rumors and the news today. Jared, did you want to add anything to what we talked about? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, great. Well, we want to mention a, just a few things before we go. Um, don't forget to join our Capture the Magic Community Facebook group. Uh, you can sign up um, on Facebook and answer the questions. And then we also have Club 32, which we mentioned a little bit in the beginning of the show. It's just our Capture the Magic Community exclusive club that we have. Um, do you want to just touch on it briefly before we go? Yeah, it, you know, in lieu of doing like a Patreon sort of situation, we we do this where it's, it's it helps us to cover costs to continue to grow the network. Uh, we've had a lot of people asking us for more content and more shows, and we love doing it, but this stuff does take time and money and energy. So this kind of helps us to cover those, uh, continue to grow the show, and in return, uh, you get a bunch of exclusive content. You get behind-the-scenes stuff. You're going to get audio guides, uh, T-shirt um swag swag um <laughs> a lot of stuff coming up we're eventually gonna have an app that's gonna kind of be your central hub for planning your trip there's, there's all types of cool stuff planned um so we, we kind of do it where you're getting way more in return than what you're giving us and you just help us to to uh continue to give you more cool stuff so very good yeah uh, to do that uh, check that out at ctmvip.com yes all right well that's it for the show today thank you jared for your wisdom, your words, and <laughs> your beauty. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, you didn't know what to say about right that. Right back at you. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you to everybody who is listening or watching. And as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. <laughs>